Welcome to That's Joy, the podcast. I'm your host, Cece Calbanero, and I'll be sharing stories of miracles, God moments, and unpacking the truth behind what joy truly means. My friend, when God gives you a direct call on your life, be sure to answer it. Here's to answering my call together. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to That's Joy, the podcast. I am your host, Cece. If this is your first time plugging in, you are in for a treat because I'm unpacking the greatest year that I've learned in my past year of life, which feels like such a bold and big question to answer. But if it's your first time, you may not know that we love kicking off every episode with a little joyful noise. Now, what is joyful noise? Joyful noise is our opportunity to talk about the good news. Like what is the good news that's happening in the world? I want more of that. So that is what we're doing on today's episode. And I am so excited to start it off with a review. So I love, and I did this a couple weeks ago, but I shared one of the Apple podcast reviews that one of y'all left. And this one in particular, I was sitting inside of a coffee shop and I just was browsing through quickly, not even really intending to go through Apple podcast reviews, but ended up here, opened this up and quite literally cried inside of this coffee shop. And so I just want to read it with y'all. It says, you want to see more clearly? I have never met this beautiful human before, but my heart resonates deeply with these messages because we serve the same God who is truly the almighty one. Cece's dream as a child was to be an optometrist, an eye doctor. Although God didn't lead her to medical school, little does she know that she actually functions as an eye doctor through her podcast. Cece changes the way we see the world. She challenges the way we view God. As an eye doctor, she diagnoses us as an audience with a flawed view of how we see ourselves and brings light to the ways Satan thwarts our perspective. Her biggest encouragement to the listener is to count it all as joy. She knows how our eyesight is blurry. Our perspective is marred by sin and urges the listeners to pick up a new lens, one that will help us see clearly who God made us to be and is molding us day by day to become. This podcast is life-giving and rich in content. I encourage you to take a listen. You won't regret it, homie. Thank you, Cece Calbanero, Alethea. While I was reading that, you probably were like, did you pay her to say that? Y'all, I swear I did not. Alethea was is the sweetest person. We actually had the joy and I had the opportunity of hopping on a Zoom call with her last week. And we got to just share a bit of each other's testimony. And it was such a sweet gift. And honestly, such a gentle reminder to how God uses social media to how God uses things like a podcast to reach and connect people. And honestly, I think it's one of the coolest things about social. Like a lot of people can look at social and think, man, it's such a dark place. There's nothing good there. But really, it depends on 
what you're looking through. It depends on what lens you're looking through. And I am choosing to look through the lens of saying that it serves a purpose. And so many of the friendships and the people that I know are through social media or people who have come from social. So I'm just so grateful for y'all taking the time to write a review and shout out to Alethea. I'm so grateful for you, sister, and grateful that we get to run together in this virtual community for now. Um, Another God moment, another joyful noise moment that I want to share with y'all is actually a story that I shared on my TikTok. So as y'all know, I've been creating tons on TikTok. And if you have found me through that channel, my goodness, I'm so grateful to have you here. But I wanted to play the audio from this story because it was such an incredible God moment. So I'm actually just going to press play and have you listen to it before I ruin it. I'm kidding. I just don't want to say things twice. So check this out and we're going to play it together. Can I share a really cool God moment that happened with you? This morning, I went to a doctor's appointment for my wisdom tooth. I went to the dentist and I originally got this one out on the bottom a year ago. Top two weren't coming in. This one, however, they said I wouldn't have to worry about it, but here we are started coming in and it started bothering me all week and so I was like I need to get this thing out it just started in the last few days and it is just getting worse and worse as the days go on I went into the doctor's appointment this morning and before that appointment I had prayed God would you just allow a miracle to happen in the doctor's office room just allow a miracle allow me to be a light and I pray for your wisdom to be I think I used the word exponential today y'all The doctor ended up coming into the room and he said, I heard you're from California. And I said, yes, I am. And he said, what brought you to Nashville? And I don't know why, but on my heart, all I felt to say was God. So I said, God. And of course he was like, that's amazing. I'd love to hear more about that. And at that point I was already so like, oh, you wanna hear more about it? Well, let me tell you. And then I began to share the story of why and how I felt the tug to move to Nashville. I was debating between two cities, San Diego and Nashville. I lived in Austin, Texas, had my dream job living in Austin, Texas before the pandemic. But when the pandemic hit, I moved back home into my mom's house, got back on my feet with over a span of six months and really decided, Lord, where do you want me next? And I've always wanted San Diego, but for some reason, a God stirring, I I knew I needed to be in Nashville. So I told him all of this, right? And he is just soaking it in and we're supposed to be talking about my tooth, but we're going in. And the coolest God moment, miracle, if you will, happened towards the end. He had said, after we talked about all the tooth stuff, he goes, what church do you go to? And it turns out we actually go to the same church and he in his spirit, Holy Spirit whispered to him that I went to the Belonging Co. And he actually goes there too. And it was the coolest thing to recognize that he, the moment I just answered God, 
he said that he had his feeling and he knew. And I think that that is so cool that we could pray that God would be a part of things and then he, he'll be there. He'll show us. If we pray for a miracle, he's going to show us one. If we pray for healing, he's going to work in and through that. And we just have to have the faith. And a lot of the times we say these things without true faith behind it. So I just want to share this story to hopefully encourage one person. What are you praying for? And are you asking in faith? Because God's going to not only show up, but he's going to show up. Y'all, every time I watch that video, I just get so... Just captivated by the nature of God. There's just such an awe. And the lens that I'm choosing to look through, especially in this past year, is just the awe and wonder of all of the ways that God has been moving. And the coolest thing to see is that it's never the same. Like there's all of these unique ways that he loves to show us things. And I've felt so fortunate to be able to bear witness, to be a part of these things and these stories and experiences that God's showing me. And I know that I know that I know that it isn't just mine to keep. It's something that I want to continue to share with y'all. So that is a little joyful noise of the week. I also want to say too, if you are listening back to that and you're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me of this past time when this miracle happened and or a month ago when that miracle happened, I want to hear about it. I want to hear your miraculous story. If you would mind shooting me a DM and letting me know what that story is, my goodness, I want to feature you next on next week's episode of Joyful Noise. So literally DM me at all times, anytime, and I want to hear about the good news, the good things that are happening in and around your world. Y'all, today's episode is titled Curating Your Best Year Yet. And I get so excited about this title because I'm a firm believer of every single birthday having a new lens of now this, this year is going to be my best year yet. And it doesn't mean that I am not grateful for the past year that the Lord has blessed me with, but I just know our God. And I know that he is always, always moving to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we can ever ask, think, or imagine. And so I know that as I unpack what the 26th year of life has been for me, I know that looking forward, the 27th year will be the best year yet for me. And I know that to be true because I know more about James 1-2. Consider it all as joy, brothers and sisters, every trial that you face. And I know that all of the trials that I faced in this past year has prepared me to answer the question that y'all have asked the most. So a couple weeks ago, I believe it was last last week and a time before that potentially too, but I love hopping on Instagram stories, putting up a little poll and asking y'all things. And so one of the things that I asked was I'm doing a birthday episode. If there is something that you would want to know, what would that thing be? And the raised question was drum roll, please. You are probably not surprised. It is what is the greatest lesson that you have learned and will never forget in the year of being 26. And man, 
If that is not a big and bold question, I don't know what is. I've been sitting on this question for a week now, just really like preparing my heart to unpack it for y'all. There's so much that I want to say. And I know that this will not be the only episode where I talk about this thing, but the number one thing that I want to unpack first is, um, this idea that a pastor shared a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I attended a new church to support one of our friends who was getting baptized. And he was unpacking, um, the book within John specifically, John chapter six, where Jesus is feeding the 5,000. Now, if you have never read this story in scripture yet, I highly recommend you jump into John and reading about how Jesus feeds 5,000 people. It is just such an incredible gift. But as he was talking about this this part in scripture, he related the entire story to life, to the meaning of life. And he unpacked two words in Greek that refer back to the meaning of life. And the first one is zoe, zoe meaning the quality of life. He gave this incredible example of his child where they were um, at a lake and he was drinking a Capri Sun. I may butcher this story, but his son was drinking a Capri Sun and he was fishing and they didn't always have Capri Suns growing up and they had a Capri Sun. So he felt like it was his lucky day and he stabbed the straw into the Capri Sun pouch and said, this is living. This is living life. And he's just a child, right? But it's that so a feeling of like those moments in life where you're just so captivated by being so present where you're like this, this is what it means to really live life. And so that's, that's the first word is Zoe. And then you have the second word, the second Greek word, meaning life, which is bios. Bios is referring to the physical life, how we're able to wake up in the morning and inhale and exhale and our heartbeats and our brains work, like our physical being of life on earth. But what I really want to focus on in this episode is what it looks like to have a rich zoe, like to have that type of quality of life that is just so rich. And here's the thing. Every time that I speak to the word rich, I want y'all to know that I am never referring to the earthly things that we get to have on earth. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a woman who loves some nice things in life, but I know that with all of those things, none of it comes with you to the grave. So what I mean by rich, and every time I will speak to this word, it means rich in the sense of experience, rich in the ways of relationships, and most importantly, rich in the amount of love. And this, this past year of life, y'all, has been one for the books in so many ways. And it feels so hard to just focus on one thing. But I really, really want to answer this question. And that is, what's the greatest lesson that you have learned in the past year and that you will never forget in being 26 years old? And my answer to that 
my answer to that question is that this year I have been learning what it looks like to die to yourself. And dying to yourself is not an easy thing. And for those of you who might be confused on like, wait, what do you, what did you just say? Dying to yourself simply means surrendering everything that you have on this side of earth and laying it at the feet of Jesus. And that is not by all means, not an easy thing to do. And it is something that I'm actively learning how to do on a daily basis. But I think it's the greatest lesson that I've learned because as I look back at the past year, I I love doing this. I love getting close to my birthday and sitting down and actually just reflecting on all of the ways that God has moved in the past year. Some of the ways that I like actually do this, if y'all want to start doing this too, is I pulled out my journal that I've been writing in for the majority of the past year. And I just started skimming through it. And what I really recognized was one, the level of gratitude that I had. I just kept writing so much of Thanksgiving, like all of the different things that I'm thankful for in which God is moving in my life. And the second thing that I recognized too, is just how much, how many prayers were answered like truly how many prayers were answered in this notebook that I'm holding right here. So many prayers were asked and, and given to God. And on the other side, as the dates pass, so many of them are answered y'all. And it's just such a, such a thing that I'm so grateful for. But as I say that this is my greatest lesson, you may be wondering, well, like, wow, she really just has it together. How do you just like die to yourself? You know, like that's just such a wild concept. And what I want to confirm is that that is a very wild concept. That is something so big and so large to unpack. But the first thing that I will say, and I won't be perfect at this, but I'll share my heartbeat behind what I have learned through this process. And why I say the, the response to the question is an action word, learning is because I never want to arrive. In fact, on this side of heaven, I I don't really have a desire to arrive in that answer. I never want to say I learned what it looks like to die to yourself because as I age, even the day, if the Lord has me be 89 years of age on this side of heaven, I want to say that I'm still learning how to die to myself every single day. And what I recognize so much about this, about this lesson is that so much of the lesson was rooted through the hardships, was rooted through the valleys that I've walked through. We think so much about, you know, the peaks and the valleys. One of my favorite, favorite songs is Highlands. I will praise you on the mountain. I will praise you when the mountains in my way. That part. Like, how do we get to a place where we're praising him on the mountain and also still praising him when the mountain's in our way? And 
for me, if y'all don't know this already, I'm an Enneagram seven. And basically all that that means is I am an enthusiast of life. I love the adventure. I love thrill seeking, and I love seeing all of the incredible things that are happening in life. Um, and in some cases, my kryptonite could be, I'm always looking at the grass being greener on the other side, because I'm just looking like I'm always looking, you know? And, um, I say that because as I was looking back at the past year, I was remembering just all of the good things. And of course we tend to do that, right? Like we tend to put on these rose colored glasses. And a lot of the times it doesn't um, necessarily help our case because we'll remember some really hard times, times that we had to walk away from and only remember the good things of it. And as I say that, I think about like a relationship that, you know, you're not supposed to be in anymore. We can so often look back and be like, oh, but I remember when he was great or when he did all of these things and we have rose colored glasses on. And, um, it's just by nature. I think that we do this. It's not something that we intentionally do, but subconsciously do. And I was doing that before I looked at my camera roll. So one of the ways I love being reflective with over with the past year of life is looking at all the things that I wrote down and then also jumping on my phone and looking at my photo album. If y'all don't know, I am someone who loves capturing the moment. I love looking through my camera roll and I also love taking photos and videos, not just for social media, but simply for my memories. I like to think of our photo album as a legit album of the future, because if I grew up in the seventies, I would definitely be that human who had scrapbooks for days that stacked as tall as the ceilings. Like that just would be me. I'm such a simp as the Gen X would call it are they gen x gen z i don't even know okay anyhow um she's turning 27 she's confused um okay y'all but i was looking back at the past year of life only remembering the good and i was like whoa wait, wait. let me start from april 8th 2021 let's start there in the photo album and let's look at all of the things and i mean all of the things and what i began to notice was i i just pushed away the hard I chose to push away all of the valleys that I have walked through. And so often on my social and even on the podcast and the things that I've shared, they're all of the the mountains that God has taken me through. But what I want so much from this episode is to share with you some of the valleys, because I think that so often we can see people online and think, man, they just got it. They just got it better than me. And that's a lie. It's a lie. And I don't want to say that someone's scenario is quote unquote worse than the other, because what I want to validate is that everyone's valley, no matter how deep it is, it's hard for you right now. And that is okay. It doesn't have to look like someone else's valley for it to weigh as much. Like God sees our heartache and he holds that the same with just immense love, love that we can't even fully wrap our minds around. And the past year, I the first thing that comes to mind is me losing my last grandparent on earth. 
earth side. I, I don't no longer have grandparents that live earth side. And I lost my mom's mom. We call her Nanai. Um, in Tagalog, that means mom in Filipino, but we've always called my mom's mom Nanai. And so we lost my Nanai last summer and she lived to the rich age of 98 years old, which y'all, that is such a gift to have lived 98 years on earth. I think she was born in the 1920s. Um, she saw so many things. She saw when cars were being built and ended with me being able to say hi and goodbye on FaceTime on a device. Like I, that just really blows my mind for the people who have lived to be able to see so much created on earth. Um, she lived to that age and we're so grateful for her life. But what I will say is that it doesn't discount the reality of me being sad about the idea of one day having a wedding and never having a grandparent sit in the seats. I think about that somewhat often and it, it really grabs a hold of my heart. Because of course we want all grandparents there, and but better yet, we just want one grandparent there. But I recognize that those aren't my cards anymore, and that's that's a hard thing. And I know I'm not alone either. I know that there are so many others who find themselves in that same seat. And to you, I say I see you. And I know that there are people who have lost their parents, and that literally, like, can actually twist my heart and upside down thinking about that idea. But I, again, don't want to discount just any of our emotions that we might be feeling over our valley. Another really hard thing that I've walked through in the past year was COVID. I had probably the worst string of COVID that was out there. I didn't get necessarily hospitalized, but for me and my experience with my health, it has been the hardest and most sick that I have ever felt in my life thus far. Like I was not okay. And it is actually crazy because I just had moved into my new studio apartment. So I didn't have a lot of furniture. I was eager to just be out um, and actually go on a trip with my family to New York. And it was that same Monday, we were supposed to leave Friday where I tested positive for COVID. And I was of course, just quarantined to my studio all alone over a thousand seven hundred miles away from my family. And I remember all that I wanted was to just be in my mom's house. I wanted to eat the Filipino soup that she always makes me every time that I was sick. And that's all that I wanted, but because of the conditions of this illness, I couldn't leave. And I was literally just stranded in my studio with no furniture. I'm like painting like a really sad picture, but it was the reality for a week or two. Um, and it was my mattress in the middle of my living room floor. I had moved it from my bedroom to the living room because there's more lighting in this room. And my TV was sitting on the floor too. And I remember just eating cup of noodles and eating saltine crackers off of the floor and just feeling so miserable every day, a headache beyond anything that you could think of. And just really praying, God, heal me. God, I just want to be healed. And thank God I did not have to go to the hospital or anything like that. But, um, that was really hard y'all because for me being the seven that I am, I, I thrive around people being around people gives me energy. I know some people being around people depletes you from energy, but I feel like being around people gives me energy. And I wasn't, I was robbed of that for 
two weeks. And that was really, really hard. And it shifted the way that I saw Nashville for a bit. And I really contemplated is, do I want to be this far from my family? Like, is that what I want? God, is this what you, where you want me at right now? Um, and he got me through that and he helped heal me physically, but then also spiritually and emotionally and every other way that you can imagine. Uh, another valley that I've walked through was just losing people, losing friendships that I didn't expect to lose and um, losing clients that I didn't expect to lose and just walking through, um, I guess not walking through, but seeing doors shut. I saw a lot of doors shut this year, you guys, as many that have swung open, there have also been many that have just shut and some of them have shut so hard on my face that it has felt like my nose bled from it. And it isn't because it was aggressive or any other thing like that. It just feels like I didn't expect it to shut and it did. And by the grace of God, I have incredible community who I've been able to rest on and family that I call often to help me through those moments where the doors do shut. But I share all of that because as much as you see the highlight reel, the podcast episodes that come out and talk about the wins and to talk about me being on the other side, there are many, many things that I still find myself in the in-between. But what I will say is that my mentor shared this and she said, there's no in-between season. And so as I say that, I, I actually don't mean that I find myself in an in-between because after she shared the story of what it looks like to not be in an in-between season, but every part of life being that Zoe, like being able to find that Zoe in every part of your life. A lot of people can look at their twenties and whether you're in your early twenties or mid twenties and think, man, I'm just in an in-between season. I graduated from college. I'm at my first job and I haven't met the love of my life yet. So I'm in an in-between season. And to that, I say, that's a lie. That's a lie. You are not in an in-between season. You are in a season that God is having you in right now, that God has called you to right now. And whether that feels like it's a lull or it's a bit of a valley, there's something that's being prepared so deep inside of you that you can't see right now, friend, but I can promise you that you will see it soon. And one day it's going to make so much sense why you had to go here and why this had to take this long. And there will be a day that comes where you just say, thank you. Thank you, God, it took that long because through that it prepared me for this. And maybe you're standing in the this. And to that I say cheers. Cheers for your persistence and your steadfast faith. And with all of these, the hardships and the valleys that I, I have touched on, there's so many wins that God has taken me on too. And I want to just list a few because I want to honor God moving to say that God, the way that he's moving in my life is no different than the way that he is able to move in your life. And these are just some of the highlights. Y'all I've been able to speak as a, as a speaker at the Enneagram summit this year, I was chosen as a low sister ambassador 
and attended the conference and retreat this year. I've met incredible women, women of God, so strong in their faith from that community. I've witnessed so many miracles, so many incredible miracles of healing. I've also been a speaker for incredible different communities, just a list of running communities that I've been able to pour into. And if you have found me from one of our sweet friends communities that I have spoken into, I am just giving you the biggest hug. And I'm so grateful that the Lord would utilize this web of connections to have you be right here. I also, um, the most latest win is that in January started building TikTok, and now we're at 12,000 friends who are choosing to follow my, my journey with God and everything that he's teaching me. And I say the number not to boast, but to simply say, if you found me from TikTok, thank you. Like the internet is so powerful and it's so cool when we're able to utilize it for good like simply for good. We, we launched the podcast this year, y'all. And I got to interview Trent Shelton and so many incredible guests this year, which has just been a dream. And we're just getting started. And I failed to mention that I took a leap and jumped out of faith to move to Nashville this year. And I've met so many incredible people through that leap. So as it comes to the question of what is the greatest lesson that you've learned from being 26, it's learning how to die to yourself every single day and making it an action. The same way that we choose to brush our teeth and comb our hair is the same way that we get to choose to die to your, ourselves on a daily basis. And what that actually looks like is it means that you're posturing your heart in a position of surrender in saying, Lord, I lay it at your feet. I lay it all at your feet. Everything that I have a grip on, whether that be finances that I feel like that I can control or my job that I feel like I can control the next steps or my family that I feel like I can protect most, I can protect the most, or maybe, maybe it's your future relationship and you feeling like you can control the next steps to who God has for you. I, I want to challenge you to lay it down at his feet. Like, what would it look like if every day you made a decision, your heart posture shifted, your eyes fixed on God, you decided no matter what. And even if God, all of the desires that I have on my heart for each of those different areas of life, even if none of them happen, I'm still fortunate. Even though, even if none of them happen, my Zoe, my quality of life will still be rich because I am living in the spirit of God. I'm walking in the spirit of God and my, my life is rich, even if none of those things happen. And it's such a, a posture of humility being there and saying that there's actually nothing that I can control, God. There's nothing that I can control. I can just be a vessel. I can just be a good daughter and be a vessel. Whatever you want to do in and through me, God, I'm yours. I'm yours first. 
when you get to that place, when you get to that place, y'all, you will begin to see him move in ways that you have never seen him move before. You'll begin to hear the voice of God in ways that you've never heard it before, and you will see the blessings and favor rush down like a, a rushing, a rushing river just down and into your life. It's not easy. I know it's not easy at all. And it's something that I am learning to do every single day. But it's the greatest lesson that I've learned this year because I've never been here before. I've never been able to be in that true heart posture and say, yes, God, you're teaching me right now. I'm learning right now what this means. And what I'm realizing is that it's just so much more abundant on this side. So friends, if this episode in any way has blessed you, or if you feel as though you have a favorite part that really spoke to you, where you felt like your heartstrings were just strung a little bit louder, I want to know what part that was. Would you shoot me a text at 615-813-4813? You can follow me on social media at C-C-A-L-B-O-N-E-R-O on Instagram and on TikTok. And you can follow at That's Joy the Podcast on TikTok and Instagram too. Y'all, if you have not subscribed, rated, or left a review, like I said at the top of the episode, it actually means the world. And every number does add up and it does make a difference. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking two minutes to go do that. I'll never leave an episode without saying if you have even the smallest, the smallest desire to meet the creator of the universe, or if you've already been saved, but you aren't truly free, I want to invite you to sit at the table of plenty with me and so many others, because I'm telling you, there is an abundance here. There is overflow here. There is so much joy here. And I'm here to tell you that God is for you. All you have to do is invite him into your heart right now. He's waiting for you. He wants to meet with you. And my friend, I am so incredibly proud of you. If you've just made this decision, I would love to know you. Shoot me a text to the number in the show notes so I could be praying for you. I love you and God loves you. And until next time, I'll chat with you next time. Thank you so much for being here. 